It's This Week in Bourbon, the only bourbon news you needed in 2022. And here's your headlines for December 16th, 2022. Pernod Ricard will invest $250 million for Jefferson's. Willett will invest nearly $93 million for construction of a new distillery. And Booker's Bourbon has released its fourth and final batch of the 2022 collection. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. And they're off for another Gift 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Hey everybody, it's Kenny, and Ryan's here as well. Hey. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And this is this is the final this week in bourbon for the year as well. We're gonna we're gonna take the rest of the year off, Ryan. How's that sound? Yeah, I didn't know if uh, you're gonna make me record for Mexico, pack my stuff, <laughs> <laughs> or pull up Blake and just call in with shitty AirPods and <laughs> terrible service <laughs> somewhere. I, I figured we are coming down to the end. This is. I don't know how much more news could probably come out towards the end of the year. I'm probably going to be flabbergasted by it, but I figured at this point we have, we've covered 52 weeks or sorry, 50 weeks of bourbon. I think we can let another one just slide. So we will, we'll take a break for the holidays because we do record these every single week. Unlike our Thursday episodes that we do batch release and we'll, we're getting ready to go to another recording season. That'll be in January of next year. So we'll get everything done that we need pretty much for first half of 2023 at that point. But I figured let's go ahead, take some time off for ourselves because that's something that people always tell me. They're like, Kenny, what are you going to stop working and just take a break? I guess. Never. <laughs> well, I look at it and I'm like, well, while everybody else is taking a break, that's a chance for me to try to capitalize and keep moving ahead, right? I'll try to leapfrog somebody. Right. Nobody's going to bother me. That's all. Nobody's going to bother me <laughs> during those times. <laughs> And isn't that why you start working at 5 a.m. or something? Exactly, yeah. Because I like no nobody else is up there, can't get bothered with interruptions because it's like 
as soon as the 9 a.m. hits, everybody's like, oh, time to work. I'm going to start taking away from your schedule to take care of mine. So, yeah. How many more DMs and text messages you got to start reading that start popping in at 9 a.m.? It's usually how it starts. Yeah. So you should try, man. Do the 5 a.m. thing. uh, mm, You know, I'm still... I I don't know if I can do that. I mean, I don't I don't go to bed till like eleven eleven thirty every single night. So waking up at five, I I, I need my beauty sleep. Yeah, I can tell. I mean, <laughs> you look much younger than me. It's <laughs> and even yeah, though you're I, like two years older, I'm I'm yeah. holding this receding hairline as as best I can. It's just I'm just trying my best to make sure it doesn't go all the way. Mine is fading fast. That's why I wear hats now. It's like, <laughs> gotta hide this shit. It's getting really starting to get higher and higher up. See, I always thought, I was always worried because here's the thing is I'm Italian and going bald runs rampant through my mom's family. And when I was in high school, my parents put me on this, I think it was in high school, it might've been like eighth grade. I don't know. It was early on. They put me on this thickening agent shampoo because they thought I was going to be bald by the time I got to college. And Wait, so, I thought Italians had like thick hair. Oh no, dude. Like my, all my family, they got the crown, right? And it's got the hair on the sides, all bald in the middle. That's every guy on my dad's side of the family. And that's typically the gene that is pretty predominant. That's going to start showing through. So I was totally worried about it. They, you know, like I said, I had all this thickening shampoo when I, when I was in high school and I never wore a lot of hats because I always figured, well, if there's something always on there rubbing your head, it's just going to start <laughs> pulling out hair. So I'm not wearing hats. Yeah. Where's maybe that maybe, I'm taking this thing off right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this it's a bad theory. Right? I'm, I could guarantee you I could Google that and it's going to be completely wrong. But <laughs> where does it get more sunlight? It gets more chlorophyll. No, I'm, oh, there we're you not go. plants, but borophyll. Yeah. Italian. Speaking of Italian, do you watch White Lotus? I don't. My wife does and she's obsessed with it. Oh, we watched it. The final episode was Sunday, but we usually watch it on Tuesdays. Man, it's such a, it's like really well written and so funny. Uh, it was, it's a really good show. You should watch it. She's told me she wished we would watch it together, but yeah, we, we good. did start watching Wednesday this past week, which is the Adams family. It's all focused around Wednesday Adams on Netflix. It's the new number one show. It's fantastic. So make sure you really? watch that one as well. Oh yeah. It's very well done. All directed by Tim Burton. Is it uh, for kids or adults? Uh, Let's put somewhere in the well, middle. I, I are, let my kid watch are, it. Are but, you a kid? <laughs> I mean, I let my kid watch it. It's 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 probably it's like TV fourteen. I think is what it is. Okay. I let my kid watch it. I mean, when she was four years old, I was sitting there letting her watch Jurassic Park, like the original PJ, <laughs> so or JP. So I was just like, it's fine. She'll be when they eat humans. It. It's okay. You know? Yeah. She's. It's not real, right? Get over it. Yep. But before we get on the bourbon news, other. Big milestone that we just achieved. Bourbon Pursuit just hit 2 million downloads for the 2022 calendar year. Wow. it's amazing. That's hard to believe. Back in 2015, I think our first year, we might have had 100,000 downloads, maybe. We probably would have had uh, 2 million in like two, but there were a couple we forgot to hit record, so <laughs> it would have been two episodes. We could have <laughs> we could have reached there. this milestone, but no, it's very exciting. Yeah. Now we've hit, I think cumulative, we're around 7 million, 7.5 million, something like that. But this is just this year alone, 2 million downloads. So oh, yeah, amazing. that wouldn't have made sense. Never mind. That wasn't yeah, a good yeah. joke. I'm trying to 
I'm trying to keep you in line here. But that's just thank you to all the listeners out there. I'm so glad you're with us every single week to be a part of this, listen to the news, listen to our Thursday guests, listen to our whiskey quickies and all just the nonsense that we have to to talk about in the world of bourbon. Can't say thank you enough. Yes, extremely grateful. I'm still blown away that we even had this opportunity and we don't take it for granted and we'll keep showing up. Hopefully you keep listening. For sure. So thank you to the listeners. Thank you to our sponsors, uh, you know, all the great ones that you hear at the very beginning of the show, in the middle of the show. Thank you to our Patreon supporters that are there every single month for us. And thank you to everybody that's bought a bottle of Pursuit United, because that's what we see is our mission to be able to go in bourbon full time so we can do the podcast, we can do bourbon, and it'll be really fun. So thank you all just for the overwhelming support. Can't say thank you enough. Yep, absolutely. Thank you. Let's get on with the news now. So here's an update on Bottled. Remember when we talked about that last week, the thing in Pennsylvania? Oh, yeah. Yep. So this is not the webcam one, right? (laughs) (laughs) And oddly enough, I did. Somebody did send something back about the webcam. I guess I'm giving an update on that one. Uh, The web, the webcam is actually through a peephole uh, going into the barrel. I think that's the best way to put it. Oh my gosh! It's so So it's actually looking at the whiskey. They install a peephole. The Coopers now got to be like, oh, I got to put this peephole in here <laughs> it was funny because somebody replied back to go no the whiskey the, the webcam's right here on the outside it looks through this window i go oh like a people <laughs> like yeah i guess so <laughs> that's the strangest thing it, it's the people rolling barrels in there like gotta make the people you know <laughs> a little bit seven bigger. seven o'clock you know rolling so it's got to be visible to the webcam <laughs> All right, back to bottled here. Okay. So there was, they, they've kind of come out with this thing called one tier. And we all know the three tier system exists. And so they have gone through and they're, they're coining this, this phrase called one tier in here. So they send a little bit more information on it. And uh, so it says- It's not off the six tier, four roses. It's, it's not, it's <laughs> okay. not, unfortunately. Uh, it's just, just all one here, but I'll get, it, I'll stop interrupting you. Go. Please, yeah, give me, give me 10 seconds here. So although third party bottling is a longstanding industry practice, one tier doesn't fit into the current models and it isn't exactly wholesale. It isn't exactly bulk sales either. While we do technically purchase our distilling partner spirits in bulk, the distinction is that we then bespoke bottle those spirits in their own packaging at our distillery. This requires establishing a far more than transactional relationship with our distilling partners. Because spirits are around 40 to 60% water, depending on the proof, a significant environmental appeal is to our distiller partners is that one tier's transport of their spirits in IBC totes, or what also called intermediate bulk containers, are to be proofed at different levels and then bottled in their own packaging with bottles and labels at their facility, which eliminates packaging waste. It also cuts down shipping costs and reduces carbon footprint over individual bottles. In addition, we are working towards more sustainable packaging options, including recycled glass, soy ink labels, and offering a $2 per bottle redemption to our customers for decreasing glass waste. So there you go. So basically, you send them a tote. They bottle it there under your label. You send them labels. You send them glass. You you send them the whole kit and caboodle, and they will bottle it at their facility in Pennsylvania, and then they sell it through their gift shop and online and can be delivered to Pennsylvania residents via carriers. Interesting. What's their cost per case bottling? <laughs> say <laughs> that, that I don't know. <laughs> you, you think there's some more efficiencies there we could figure out? Yeah. I, I like this model though. I, it's definitely yeah. interesting. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's 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 got some promise. I think it's something to take a note of, and we'll we'll see how it grows out and rolls out from here. So yeah, kudos to them. It's much better than the webcam. I'll I'll say that. <laughs> All right, so this is a pretty short one. There's really not much to it, but Buffalo Trace has rolled out its 8 millionth barrel. That happened on December 15th. So third generation team member Freddie Johnson was there, and he rolled in the 8 millionth barrel into Warehouse V, which is the world's smallest bonded warehouse. Yeah, I feel like these millions are getting closer and closer, which makes it less less exciting. <laughs> well, they actually sent a an infographic. I I think I should find it because it's it's actually a really cool infographic to look at. I mean, of course, you all can't see it, but in regards of just what they had talked about, there's some huge gaps that were inside of there as well. So there was uh, the first one was on July second, nineteen forty two. It took eleven years to hit their second million barrel, eight years to hit the third millionth barrel, 10 years to hit the fourth, 10 years to hit the fifth, and then 27 years from 1981 to 2008 to hit the six million. And then from 2008 to 2018, that's another 10 years to hit the seventh million, but it only took four years to hit the eighth millionth barrel. And the next one will probably be like four months. After they get, that's still rolling. They got I mean, a lot of capacity now. That's what I was like. I've never been good at counting how many jelly beans are in a jar, but I'm going to guess two and a half years with their new stills and everything that they're bringing up. I'm going to guess two and a half years until they get to number nine million. Man, it's wild. Have you been there lately? How they like raise the roof for the new fermenter tanks and like to put in bigger. It's wild. It's pretty cool. They have a video of like, they literally like took the roof off, raised it up to, to put in bigger fermenter tanks and stuff. It's, it's pretty nuts. That's what you got to do with an old place. You can't, you can't right. like, you can't make the doors bigger. I guess we'll go ahead and take the roof off. Yeah. Cause those Pompeii ones, fermenters, they keep getting flooded. So you <laughs> <laughs> can't really do much down there. Gotta go higher, not lower. Yep. So Jefferson's bourbon. They're going to graduate to distiller status thanks to a massive investment from its parent company. So last Thursday, French wine and spirits giant Pernod Ricard announced plans to invest around $250 million over five years to build a state-of-the-art carbon-neutral distillery with aging warehouses and a visitor center in Marion County, Kentucky. And again, this is going to be for Jefferson's Bourbon. Distilled at Kentucky Artisan Distillery, Jefferson's has always been a non-distilling producer, which will now change. The distillery is intended to be a carbon-neutral once operational, and it is also planned to be the first distillery its size in the U.S. to achieve LEED certification. This certification is an intentionally recognized sustainability framework for healthy, efficient, carbon- and cost-saving, environmentally-friendly buildings. The distillery and warehouses will use low-carbon technology such as electroblade, sorry, electrode, I was like, electroblade, like, that sounds cool, electrode boilers powered by renewable energy, electric trucks, and other vehicles powered by renewable electricity, and the use of solar and natural lighting. Yeah, I'm not sure there's any chargers in Lebanon, Kentucky for <laughs> electric your, cars, nor do they give a shit about there. being carbon neutral. And But this is very exciting. Well, I'm sure they get the, they do the carbon neutral thing. That's that's all bigger government incentives and everything no, like I know. that they're getting. I'm, oh, that's, that's I'm like, being facetious. It's, okay. I was about to say, because what are we, I mean, well, that's not coal country, is it? No, no. It's just. I didn't think so. No, but this is exciting news for Trey and. He finally gets the brand that he started, not, you know, now Pernod's obviously owns it, but 
it gets the the home and the distillery facility. It's always needed and always deserved. So this is very exciting for them and great for Marion County. Um, you know, Marion County used to be a huge um, industry player in distilling and, you know, with Nelson County but back before pre-prohibition and then prohibition just destroyed its economy. And that's where a lot of, you know, the moonshining and, you know, then the whole cornbread mafia thing took place in Marion County down there. So this is exciting. You got, you know, Diageo's built that bullet facility down there that is the workhorse of bullet. The one in Shelbyville is more of a, you know, the vanity site and the other, you know, the one in Marion County is this Sandy. So yeah, this is all exciting stuff. Uh, it makes me still bullish on bourbon. If Pernod Ricard's dumping that much money and, uh, you know, they're not even probably going to see a drop for another six to eight years, I would say. So, um, America whiskey still got a long way to go. So congratulations, Trey to Pernod Ricard. Glad you got your home and facility. And yeah, I think this is good for bourbon too. Cool. And I'm sure Wally Dan feels good about it because <laughs> yeah, it's more, not too far. Well, it's, you know, cause the drive from him to makers, you know, or him to Bardstown was, uh, not long, but this definitely makes it, you know, there's definitely now you can go there and spend the day doing two or three places in there in the Southern Nelson County, Marion County area. So it's all good news for all those people. Another way to pack in a full day at the bourbon trail away from Bardstown or somewhere else, because yeah, you're right. Usually if you're doing the bourbon trail, if you go to makers, that's, that's going to take up a good chunk of time. And then you've got to figure out where to go from there because you got the driving distance. So now if you can start consolidating a lot of these stops, it's going to make it a lot easier for them. Yeah. And the renderings look very cool and it's just good for the region to provide a lot of good paint. I mean, I think I read like the average paying job is like $80 an hour or something. That's like, if you're making that in, in Marion County, I mean, you're, you're rolling. Everybody's gonna start having electric trucks at that point. Exactly. <laughs> See, Aren't we driving go. Ford Lightnings and Rivians? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, not to be outshadowed, on Thursday, Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir announced that Kentucky Bourbon Distillers, also known as Willett Distilling Company, will invest nearly $93 million to support projects including the construction of a new distillery operation, barrel storage warehouses, and a water storage area for fire prevention. The company projects the expansion, which is located in Springfield, Kentucky, will create 35 new jobs, and this construction project will be a 70,000-square-foot facility on 150 acres, and construction of that project is expected to begin in January. Yeah, I'm super excited about this for Drew, Britt, the whole Colesvane family. Um, you know, this is a big step for them. They, you know, they have a great history. They've had great products, obviously great cult like following. Um, and, but they just been kind of limited to capacity and, you know, they, they've been such a great, you know, true family, like own run business and to see them take, you know, be able to do this on their own. They don't have any outside investors. They don't have, you know, people funneling money to them. This is all, you know, inside the family making this happen. So it's very exciting for them. And, it's interesting that they're going to, to Springfield um, to do this. We're talking about Marion County and other places getting distilleries and now Springfield. Um, so it's because they're located there in Barstown. So I was going to say for people and including myself, can you kind of put on a map, like use your, use your words to say how far is Springfield from 
Bartstown, if, 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 do you think this is going to be something that people are going to go visit or is this just going to be a workhorse for them? Yeah, I think this will be more of a work hills, work, workhorse facility. Springfield's about 25 minutes from where the current Willet facility is. Not too far, but the Willet property is a beautiful property, but they were they were trying to buy land around it, but just couldn't make you know people around them convince them to sell them land. And it's it's a beautiful piece of property, but they were just kind of restricted being on a hilltop there by expanding. So they had to go elsewhere. And, you know, Bartstown's crowded and a lot of distilleries are Heaven Hills doing expansion. Bartstown Bourbon Company's doing expansion. I just don't know it. It had the resources they needed. Springfield was a very good, I think, a good option for them. So it's not too far. Limestone Branch, you know, I think it'll be not too far from there which is, you know, where Yellowstone is made. So I'm sure you're going to have like, like, come on, man, bring it in. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> come on in. Tell you about uh, our crazy history. And uh, <laughs> I love Stephen Vata. It's great. But um, yeah, now you're kind of connecting the pieces of the central Kentucky of bringing distilling, which was huge in this region back in the day. It's kind of all coming back together, which is fascinating and exciting to see. So congratulations to Drew, Britt, Evan, all those, the Colesveen's family. This is exciting for them. Yeah. I mean, this was, I thought this was interesting. I know that me and you have talked to Drew at some point and that he's been talking about this for a while, but this is, this is a, it's a huge leap because they, they already, it's a family owned business. They don't need to do this, right? No, this is, they they, they've don't. got, they've got everything pretty much running like a well-oiled machine and this is this is just going to be an expansion that's going to fund greater, uh, you know, just everything else they need. And I think I think they're going to be okay with it because that that family crest and their brands are just too hot. I mean, there's nothing they can do that doesn't turn to gold. It, they, it kind of feels a little like Sazerac, more like a cult falling a Sazerac, if you will, and people that are most like in the know. And so their their branding and everything they have is just going to be kind of just rolling with it on point. So I don't really think they're going to have a problem dealing with excess inventory or anything like that in the future, only because they've got a great name to kind of follow along with it too. Yeah. And they already have, they actually made it internationally before they did here domestically. So they can start funneling resources back, you know, over internationally as well, if need be. But I think domestically, they just can't even get close to reaching demand here for their products. So I think this was necessary for them if they wanted to grow. They didn't have to, obviously, but I think the the decision is a good one, and I think it'll pay off in the long run for them. More pot still bottles. They're going to be flooding on the shelves. <laughs> That's everybody. It, it is one of the best bottles out there. You know, bottle shapes. People love it. People dig it. That's what and it comes down the, to the purple. You know, everybody gets annoyed by it, but the purple foil. It's people love it. Green foil. Mm-hmm. They love it. It's, it's something that draws you in. Maybe it's just, it's just a sexy look. I mean, it's just what it is. It is. So Elizabethtown, Kentucky-based nonprofit Give270, who we've partnered up with this holiday season, they are hosting an online charity raffle that will feature valuable bourbon prizes, including a grand prize featuring a six-bottle set of Pappy Van Winkle and a five-bottle Buffalo Trace antique collection set. The Bourbon Strong 12 Bourbons of Christmas raffle is going to set to take place on Give270's Facebook page and YouTube channel on Wednesday, December 21st at 8 p.m., and all proceeds will benefit the Elizabethtown Police Foundation and Casa of the Heartland. In addition to the grand prize, ticket purchasers can also choose to play for 12 bourbon prizes hidden behind 12 locker doors. So when purchasing tickets, participants choose to play the doors or pass for a chance to win the grand prize. 
Those opting to play the doors will choose their ordered preference of the doors and receive the prize behind the door of the next available door from their ordered list. The choosing to pass will not choose doors nor receive a prize from behind those doors. Instead, tickets for those winners will be placed in an empty tumbler for the drawing of the grand prize. But the prizes behind those doors, pretty much in no particular order, include everything from Van Winkle 15 2023 year, Blanton's eight bottle set, E.H. Taylor, Amherst Grand of the Gods, uh, the rest of the Van Winkle, Seller CYPB, and a Thomas E. Moore three bottle set, and an Angel's Envy Seller Collection. Tickets are $100 and will be available for purchase until 7 p.m. of the day of the drawing. There's going to be only a total of 2,500 tickets that will be available for the raffle, and there's no limit to the amount of tickets a purchased, can be purchased per person. Subject is to availability, and they can be purchased by visiting give270.org. I know what you want. Is that Blanton's, eight-piece Blanton's? Oh, I mean, gosh. I have all my letters there and the apostrophe. Yes, and the apostrophe. That's right. So is it nine piece? No. I'm just kidding. I, I have no idea. I can't. I'm like thinking of like the letters in my head and putting them like fingers. I can't put them together. But yes, it's it's great. It's it's good to do this. And I forgot to mention at the top of the show too. Uh, so yes, if you are feeling giving, go ahead, do that. And it's going to again going to help the Elizabethtown Police Foundation and Casa of the Heartland. We are still getting everything on our end ready for Bourbon Pursuits end of the year charity fundraiser event where we take all the barrel picks. I, I went through and looked at them earlier. We had 36 bottles show up this year that we did barrel picks for, for the past year. And so we're going to be doing giveaways for all those. We haven't decided who the charitable organization is yet, but yeah, we have. Oh, we have. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. John will announce those, but I, I, we, we decided on that. Yes. Would you like to tell everybody? Okay. Yes. So we have decided on spark hope, which is a center that helps enables and empower single parents that uh, need help, you know, and empower them to become self-supporting and achieve better quality of life for them and for their children. That's a charity here in Louisville, Kentucky. And the other charity that we have partnered with is new directions here in Louisville as well. And new directions has been helping families overcome ob- obstacles to af- affordable, safe, sustainable housing in Louisville and Southern Indiana. So they help, people you know that are having trouble get them on their feet give them the housing that they need to create a stable environment and a living space that they can uh build a a, you know a family sustainable life around so we're excited to partner with these two charities and uh we got some amazing bottles that are gonna be coming out because kenny and i picked them that's that's what it comes down to we got four roses there's bull run there's some remus there's rare character we got to hype it up a little bit. Everything needs a little bit of hype. Yep. Excellent. Absolutely. So make sure you pay attention to our social channels and you'll be able to learn about all that here relatively soon. Yep. But all right, let's keep going here. We got two more news stories to go. So the Kentucky Distillers Association announced that All Nations Distillery in Girard County is the newest, or maybe Girard County, is the newest member of the nonprofit trade group that unites and leads Kentucky signature bourbon and distilled spirits industry. All Nations was founded in 2018 by Matt Sherrah. Its executive, sorry, its chief executive officer, officer, and Ray Franklin, their senior vice president. Located at 450 Southern Soul Way, the distillery is nestled among 230 picturesque acres near downtown Lancaster, which is wet and allows the sale of alcohol while the county is actually dry. In fact, Garrard County was the place birthplace of Carrie A. Nation, an anti-alcohol advocate famous for using a hatchet to demolish taverns before prohibition. And many saloons proudly displayed signs that read, All nations welcome except Kerry, which is where the <laughs> distillery took its name. 
The distillery plans to celebrate the history of Cary Nation and has even restored her stone home ground. Sorry, her stone home on its grounds. It's all nation's brands, include an 11-year rye, Kentucky Straight Bourbon, a six-year small batch, and all nation's Prohibition Reserve, which is a marriage of 15-year Kentucky Bourbon and an 11-year rye. All right. Well, I can't believe there's still dry counties in this state, but you know, whatever. I'm gonna. That's throw exciting a party. news for them. I'm gonna yep. throw a party and it says everybody's welcome except Ryan. <laughs> a lot, a lot more people would show up. <laughs> you think? Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I kind of like that little little slogan in there. So that's why I said, ah, we'll go ahead and add this in here. It's a little bit of folklore and history that I think people would get a kick out of. I did. All right. Last news article of the year. Here we go. The Distilled Spirits Council of the United States today announced it was granted a $1.12 million grant through its partnership with the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Market Access Program, or otherwise known as MAP, and that's to promote American spirits exports in 2023. And this represented a slight increase over 2022 levels. U.S. distilled spirits exports continued to face significant headwinds last year due to retaliatory retaliatory tariffs and the sporadic reopening and closings of the global hospitality sector from the lingering pandemic. Despite the challenges, their 2022 export promotion program was a success, resulting in approximately $1.4 million in new exports for U.S. distillers. In 2022, Discus implemented marketing campaigns in the United Kingdom Canada, Australia, South Africa, and Japan, and participated in trade shows in London and Berlin, and conducted a trade mission to Japan. Through the MAP program, Discus seeks to facilitate the increase of small U.S. distiller exports and promote the U.S. spirits sector by educating the hospitality industry, adult consumers, and media in key international markets on the taste, heritage, and styles of American distilled spirits. Discus's promotions focus on a range of American spirits, but with a particular focus on the unique qualities of American whiskeys, including bourbon, Tennessee whiskey, American rye whiskey, and American single malt, which account for the vast majority of U.S. spirits exports worldwide. Love it. That's, uh, I think, money well spent. I'm yeah. sure all these distillers appreciate it because they're pumping out a bunch of juice, hoping it goes out overseas some, at some point. But mm-hmm. uh, well, this yeah, is what this we is need. Great. This is what we need Discus for. This that's is right. why it's why, why you pay your dues. If you, I was about to say, <laughs> it is. It's it's kind of like a fraternity. You got to pay your dues, be a part of it. Uh, it's just that's just what it is. So I, I hope we get to the point where you can be big enough, and we need to get to the world of exports, and we can help discus in that mission a little bit more too. For right now, though, we have like fifty dollars. We can yeah, <laughs> we can put towards this. We could probably buy like an airplane mini on the bottle, and they need to fly to Berlin and, and right. promote everybody else's whiskey. Yeah, we're uh, give us. 2025 we maybe have some cash we can give you <laughs> let's actually let's let's push that to 2028 i think that's probably more realistic okay sorry discus 2028 <laughs> sure you don't need our money but we're grateful that you're doing th- these good efforts that's that's we help you with Laying the, the groundwork for us we, we help you with the podcast we're, we're putting the, the message out there for the whole world to know about so there, that's our tip of the we do have to. some international listeners so uh we're, we're doing the good work for you spreading the gospel for discus and American whiskey. That's what we're here for. Yeah, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with some bourbon release news. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it uh, a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner 
that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And you can get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. All right, everybody. Well, it's the end of the year which means that you've probably already waited and camped out in lines for all your releases or you are cashing in your chips for any kind of end of the year, you know, store handshakes, whatever it is you got going on. But we do have three more end of the year releases to talk about. So let's get to it. The first is Chattanooga Whiskies. They're introducing batch number 28, which is cacao infused. Inspired by the wintertime flavors of Mexican hot chocolate, this high malt bourbon liqueur was built from an experimental mash containing a unique blend of roasted malts. The whiskey was then infused with a variety of ingredients, including two types of cacao nibs, each roasted to highlight characteristics from their respective terroirs. The result celebrates the chocolatey flavors from both whiskey and cacao. It's a mash bill of yellow corn, white wheat malt, Munich malt, and kiln coffee malt, and black pearl malt. It's aged of bourbon as four years and nine months. It's proofed at 86%, or sorry, 80, <laughs> that'd be a lot, 43%, <laughs> 86-proof. The batch size is only four barrels, and it will be exclusively available at the Chattanooga Whiskey Experimental Distillery, or you can also get it with limited quantities available on sealbox.com for $55. I do like Mexican hot chocolate because it has that like red pepper component that gives that like sweet and spicy, so I wonder if... You'll get that uh, experience with this. I just like my regular hot chocolate. That's, I'm not You're a big Swiss fan of Miss like yeah. processed. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, I want to. I want to go ahead and set the record straight that I am not a, a Swiss Miss kind of person, right? I need, I need the the two percent milk and the half and half that you boil up and you take into a froth and you make it nice and thick and creamy. Not a, not a like I'm just taking some hot water and mix it in my Swiss Miss with the included marshmallows in the packet. Or Nesquik, you know, just yeah. dump a no, bunch I, of syrup and. But, but I do, I do like a good hot chocolate every now and then. But I, I do like the the sweetness. Well, I'm not, I'm not just not big on the spice. Next time we go to Quills, they have an incredible hot chocolate because they use the steam gun to froth the milk, and they can create artwork with that froth for you. And it does taste good. My kids get it, and they're like, "This is incredible." See, that's that's what it is. I know, I'm gonna going, be like, or, you're going order an espresso and everything. I'm like, can I get a hot chocolate? <laughs> I know. 
This is my partner here, Kenny. Love the hot chocolate with a with a hard art today, not leaf art. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I was like. Yeah, that's not embarrassing at all, is it? No, not at all. People respect you for it, right? So I I don't know why I'm talking about this. It's already sold out, but it's a new one, and that's Old Forester. They just released its latest edition, its 117 series, and it's a double barreled bourbon that stayed in a second barrel. For an unusually long time. The result is unusually? a... Unusually long time is what it says. The result is a bourbon of exceptional quality with pronounced sweet and spiced notes. Old Forester took its beloved 1910 expression and aged it in a second barrel for 24 months. Master taster Melissa Rift said the whiskey aptly earned its special name, Old Forester Extra Extra Old. Old Forester 1910 is a coveted expression commemorating the October 22nd, 1910 distillery fire at 117 Main Street. A batch of mature whiskey ready to be bottled was instead rebarreled into new barrels for removal due to the fire damage. What emerged was a full-bodied whiskey, remarkable enough to become an entirely new expression called Old Fine Whiskey. For extra, extra old, the brand experimented by leaving the 1910 whiskey in heavily charged secondary barrel for two years. Old Forester Extra, Extra Old is bottled at 93 proof and... It was already released in very limited quantities. It was even online, and it's gone. So why are we just reading it now? Uh, you know, because we didn't talk about it. All the press releases came out, and it's like, well, if you want to know what came out, there you go. Well, sounds good. So I was at the Kobe event this past weekend, which is... Yeah, uh, so you got overserved. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe I overserved myself. But it was the Kentucky's original black bourbon enthusiast, and they have their bourbon and benevolence event and it's all the usual suspects are there, but Melissa was there and I got a chance to talk to her for quite some time. And it was really funny because she was talking about how she just got done with media training and she was told that her first podcast can be bourbon pursuit. And she's like, Oh gosh, like what am I going to do? <laughs> so <laughs> she, was, she was like really freaking out about it. And I was like, ah, I promise you, we'll be okay. Wow. We'll take it yeah. easy on you. Yeah. You what what could go wrong? It'll be easy. That's yeah. Two million downloads later, people start taking us seriously now. So that's what it's come to. I do love that, you know, they, they had the like double, double oat. And instead of saying like, it's, they're like, ah, we can't come anything there. So we'll say very, very old. <laughs> no, extra, extra. Or old. extra, extra old. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Eh, you know, I guess coming up with unique names isn't on the, the top of the mind of the well, marketing it doesn't team. matter it worked it sold so i i'm the idiot so <laughs> <laughs> see they were the first ones to start double oaking stuff they did it back in 1910 that's right everybody thinks that toast By is new yeah actually logic craig was the original toaster <laughs> <laughs> just because of that barn fire yeah <laughs> who would have thought Yep. All right, our last one of the year is that Booker's Bourbon has released its fourth and final batch of 2022 collection. It's Booker's Batch 2204, and it's called Pinky's Batch. This batch, not for pinky in the brain, okay? This batch is named in honor of Booker No's dad, the original Frederick Booker No, better known as Pinky to his family and friends. Although no one is quite sure where Pinky's name came from, he is remembered as someone who always followed his passions. Most people thought Pinky was in the bourbon business, which was a good assumption to make about someone in the No family, but he actually worked as the vice president of the local bank. That's not to say he didn't enjoy drinking bourbon. He was actually a big fan, but being a part of bourbon business wasn't in his thing. When he wasn't running the bank, Pinky loved to golf and tried to play often as possible. He was also an outdoorsman with a passion for hunting that he passed down to Booker. 
Although some of Pinky and Booker's interests were different, the two were often bonding over hunting quail and watching football, which brought them together at the end of the day. While enjoying Pinky's batch, be sure to raise a glass to the original Frederick Booker No. It's 122.4 proof, 6 years, 10 months, and 10 days, and has an SRP of $90. wonder if he was a town and country bank. Who knows? That bring things full circle for it. It would. Day. It would, wouldn't it? For anybody that doesn't know, that's who we bank with who loaned us money for all the new barrels we're going to get. Yeah. But I I haven't... I've had these... A lot of people are saying the last two batches are the greatest booger batches like of all time. And so I'm curious what to... I do... I still am a fan of these batch things, you know, versus bookers just being a, you know, a batch whatever or no batch <laughs> it was just a bookers yeah well are we gonna start doing that with our batch we we made our own batch codes for united are we gonna start putting names next to them now walter's batch it's <laughs> my little that's my dog yeah i feel like maybe it's a good idea because and then we'll come up with i don't know very very old batch or <laughs> our marketing team consists of the two people you're listening to right now so that's that's oh, about no, the extent that it goes I was texting him like lines for ads earlier. That's what, how we do. It's like, just come on that. I was like, I thought of this one. He's like, that one. He didn't respond. <laughs> so terrible. I know it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the drawing board. Yeah. That's where you need pinky in the brain. I, that, that's a name I, I I haven't heard in 20 years for pinky in the brain, but I did watch that as a kid. I did like it. it you should go, dude, There's a there's a remake of Animaniacs that's out there. And it's all new Pinky and the Brains. It's amazing. What? Yes. It was a whole reboot. Why are reboot. you watching all these kids shows with because Wednesday? My kid, and- <laughs> my, my kid watched. Well, Wednesday is kind of an adultish one. And honestly, if you're a big fan of Adam's Family, you're going to love it. But no, there was a whole reboot of Animaniacs. It's all new episodes. The intro is absolutely amazing because it's all Jurassic Park themed. But it's all new it, all new Pinky and the Brain. It's amazing. It's, it's fun stuff. Hmm. I remember, I just, because he sat there and watched it, she's watching it, and all these nostalgic emotions right. rush over me. Guess I know what I'm doing tonight. I'm watching Wednesday and Piggy in the Brain. <laughs> go cue it up. Hey, I gave you the rest of the two weeks off, so now you can go catch up on it. I'm going to download so I can watch it on the flight to Mexico. Well, enjoy your time in Mexico. Adios, my friend. Adios. Adios, audience. And thank you, everybody, for another amazing year of This Week in Bourbon, but... Don't get too comfortable. We're going to be releasing some other cool stuff. You're next Friday and the Friday after that, you'll be able to check out our other podcast called Behind the Pursuit. So make sure you go download that, listen to it, and go subscribe to that one too because we are constantly cranking out new content and things for you to listen to. So if you don't think that you're getting enough here, we talk about very topical things over there. It's not just about our bourbon brand, but we talk about influencers. We talk about glass shortages. We talk about everything that's happening on the industry side of things. So make sure you go check that out behind the pursuit. You're going to get some teaser episodes next week and the week after. But after that, we'll be back with some more bourbon release news hitting you in 2023. So until then, cheers, everybody. Toodles and Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad.